Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to Women Wrestling Friends Podcast. Is Good it, enough. Yeah, the jazz is jazzier horn. It's a jazzier. Horn. Oh yeah, jazz horn. Is it because it's Black History Month? We yes, get jazz? specifically. I have to make the horn blacker. <laughs> you gotta make the horn blacker. If you're just joining us for the first time, you're probably very confused. Welcome. Yes, hi. I'm Mrs. Tamara. And I'm Sarah the Rebel. And uh, this is Women Wrestling Friends Podcast. As we mentioned, uh, it's a show about women who are friends, who watch and talk about wrestling. And uh, if your Sarah actually does the wrestling, I do not do the wrestling. Yes, it's very true. Uh, we originally had a guest, but unfortunately our guest could not make any more, which is really sad. Hopefully we can get her on again in the future. So this week we have no guest and we're talking romance storylines, the good, the bad, and the hideous. It's mostly hideous. Mostly it is. You're a hater. I love I love romance wrestling. I love that. Pump it right into my veins. Listen, it's not that I don't like it. I'm just saying that they don't do a good job at it most of the time. Which two, two different things. But we're gonna get to that in a second. And first, we're gonna we're gonna pass that sweet, sweet digital collection plate um to you. Uh we ask that you either give us five stars on iTunes or three dollars on Kofi.com, which is supposed to be coffee. But it's Kofi uh, slash Sarah the Rebel. And uh, please give us money. It's Black History Month and we're both black. Um, yes, give us money. Black History. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're not going to give it any other time, at least for the month of February, you know, it's true. toss a coin to your podcast. Oh, Valley of Plenty. Um, so quick news bit since we don't have an interview to do for you guys. Um, Matt Hardy, you know, stood up to Randy Orton for some reason. Uh, he beat the crap out of Edge and stomped him between some chairs because that's what Randy Orton does. And then Matt Hardy was like, hey, uh, why are you being an asshole? Don't do that. And then Randy was like, okay, sure. And then he did the same thing to him. It's just weird because... Didn't Matt and Edge have beef? So why, like, was there a reason giving why, why, why Matt was like, here I come? Uh, not necessarily. Uh, pretty sure that basically that was his out of uh, WWE. Like, like he's, this is it. This is his last appearance. Um, and he, and Randy Orton quote unquote retired him. Cause you know, Randy's the legend killer and all that. Um, and he posted what basically was a farewell video uh on on his twitter which is really a youtube thing and it seems that he's going to aw and in fact is the leader of the uh dark order so i really want to know i got a weird tweet the other day where someone was like oh my god stop playing with me is sarah the rebel coming to something and now i'm like did they think i was the leader of the dark order because that's really funny <laughs> i mean that would be really cool. Either me or Matt Hardy, you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, same vibe. Same vibe. Same, pretty much the same person. You would actually be a great leader of the Dark Order, to be honest. And it would kind of make the masks make sense. Because why would you want to yeah. look at their faces? Right. Yeah. You know, it's fine. They, it's, it's fine. Uh, so MVP got kicked in the face, huh? Yeah, yeah. Drew McIntyre kicked him right in the face. Did his big old kick right in his... Big old MVP face because it's Black History Month. Welcome to Black History Month. Like, 
I mean, of course they do. And they don't care like every other Black History Month. They, I don't think they've, I mean, I haven't been paying attention to WWE very much because they make me uh, upset uh, oftentimes. And, or just annoyed, really. Not really upset, upset. I just get annoyed. So I'm like, why bother? Um, but I haven't seen their, um, here's one of our six Black superstars that we never put on TV talking about somebody in Black history or that one time they did a thing where like five of them went to the Martin Luther King um, Museum. And I was like, those aren't the, those aren't the right people you should be saying to that museum, but okay. I just think it's really annoying how every year the WWE has a chance to actually like show something cool, like something kids wouldn't learn in school. Like, Oh, you know, the first black woman wrestler was, you know, sugar Brown or something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, actually tell them something of, of note and then the kid could go and do some research and write a little you know thing about it their school the next day but no they just get things as if there aren't black people in wrestling they're, they'll talk about black people in all these other aspects and I just think that's like the weirdest thing that they do I would agree with you uh, 100% but um, at least when I was reading up on the like some background, because I was like, why was MVP getting kicked in the face? Because I thought he wasn't coming back anymore. But I guess the prevailing thought or the rumor is that he is going to be uh, in a production role. He's going to be a producer uh, sooner rather than later, kind of like some of the other people um, that came before him that transitioned over there. So this is kind of his little warm up, you know, to come, you know, get kicked in the face by Drew McIntyre, I guess, during Black History Month and then get, get his check. I'm, that's fine. Get your money, MVP. I hope I hope he wears his Black Panther gear every day in the office this it, month. Yes. Yes. Every day. Um, yeah. Every day. Uh, so speaking of producers, <laughs> <laughs> I, I went to go see um, NXT on Saturday out here in Vegas. And um, after the show, I ended up hanging out with some wrestler named Shane. He's from Australia. That's all I know about him. Um, Adam Cole, baby. Mm -hmm. uh, Bobby Fish, who I disagree with on everything he stands for. Um, and then um, Carino. Oh. And I didn't recognize Steve Carino. I didn't. I just thought he was a guy, right? So <laughs> we're, all, we're talking, right? Mm -hmm. And I mentioned as I do whenever Steve Carino's name comes up, I'm like, oh yeah, that's who my trash ass boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend modeled his whole thing after when he first came out. Trashy, trash, 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 trash. <laughs> uh, that's word trash a lot to Steve Carino himself mm. as he vaguely hurt, but I didn't notice because I didn't know that he was Steve Carino. <laughs> Whoops. Well, you weren't calling him trash. You're he doesn't know that. Mm. So... Yeah, it was very, very unclear because it wasn't something I thought I should elaborate on because I didn't know that mm. that's that was him. Otherwise, I would have said, oh, sir, no, you, you are not trash. The way you looked was trash. You looked like trash. The hair, the tattoos, the slot body. Oh, well, I guess it wouldn't have been any better. That, no, that, that last part wouldn't have helped the, the other stuff. <laughs> OK, but that last part definitely wouldn't have helped. Uh, but I mean, literally. I laugh. Go look up when Tyler Bateman first came out as a wrestler because he looked like a trash ass Steve Carino. <laughs> good times. <laughs> good, good times. Was Adam Cole cool? He seems like he's cool. 
he wasn't very cool. No. He wasn't very cool. Kushida was there. Okay. But nobody was was very cool to be honest. Everybody just seemed like tired and didn't want um, to be there. Tired. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. So like I wasn't talking to them because I'm just like, oh, it's a bunch of white men. My least favorite thing. So I mostly talked to my friend. Good. Um, well, you know, I'm sure I saw Alicia. She's been a past guest on the show, oh, nice. Alicia Taylor. Yes. Shout out to the homies. Well, I'm Shout sure out. if they weren't tired from wrestling for three hours, they would have been fine. Because after we're not talking about certain people, I'm back to being sunshiny. Anyway, uh, yeah. oh man, guys, this has been a real weir- weird week. Uh, and so this is going to be, I don't know how, this is going to go off the rails at least three more times before we end this podcast. And I hope you all enjoy it. Um, so let's, yeah, let's get to the main topic. Main topic, yum. Mm. Uh, so we're, ta- of course, because it's February, uh, we're talking romance storylines and wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Vara, you and I, I can already tell from how you've changed the agenda, we have such different views on this. Okay, you start. Okay, well, I didn't change it to be uh, combative because I don't hate them. It, you would think I hate them from the way I wrote the question, but I was writing it as a as a topic point because. My first thing is, why do it at all? And I don't mean that in, like, a bad way. Just, like, you know, what what do you think is the main reason to put these kind of storylines in there in a show that doesn't necessarily feature a lot of women or, you know, has so many other things going on? So why make that a storyline? I think it's because wrestling is a soap opera. And... In the soap opera, you need romance. You just you have to have it. It's it's kind of like um, just as interesting as all the rest of the different types of drama. And I think that guys do like romance a lot more than they let on. Um, and I think when you're seeing these beautiful men and these beautiful women, you want them to have some sort of interaction. I mean, that's where the whole shipping thing comes in from everywhere else. So I, I think it just is kind of a natural fit. You look at the type of women that they've always had around wrestling. It's always very beautiful women. And why wouldn't you say, I want to see this hyper feminine person with this hyper masculine person and, and tell a story about it? Yeah, I, I agree that it's a super, uh, it's a soap opera thing, but also I, there's a superhero aspect um, because this is, you know, the closest that we see to like real life superheroes operating on a regular basis because they do a lot of like inhumanly athletic things and they're also like really big and you don't see people like that that much in real life. Um, and, and, you know, comic books and superhero stuff, you have your OTPs and you have your, you know, you know, people are very adamant when certain couples don't happen when you adapt the media or if you do, you know, change things minutely, like, you know, uh, make MJ black y'all can die mad um so <laughs> so I think that that's basically like the similar thing and I think that like you were saying it's just an interesting it's another aspect to kind of mine at it's scandal it's ooh shock it's you know salacious dramatic love the word escandalo escandalo um yeah so and then the other one which would make you think I hate it is I put, why is it awkward all the time? Now I don't hate it. There's two questions back back. It really doesn't sound like you don't like it. And it's not that I don't, but it's just like that thing of like, you guys know you're going to do these romance things. So why is it always so awkward? So, so, so very awkward. 
I don't know. I really enjoyed several of those things as a kid. I think that anything can be awkward if you're watching it as an aware adult and it's in wrestling, mm-hmm. right? Like it'd be kind of hard to do a non-awkward relationship because no matter what, at the end of the day, we're about to watch two people kiss live. Sure. I think it, you know, like it's got a it's kind of a leg down. I'm like, what's the opposite of a leg up? <laughs> <laughs> It's a down leg. <laughs> it's a down leg. Um, <laughs> your girl ate a, a an edible yesterday, and I'm still not okay. Oh, see. Um, Sneaks right up on you. Yeah. Not that I know. I watched Dracula. You watch- and, um, I'm sorry. What did you watch? I watched Dracula. Dracula. Okay. I thought you said drag queen, and I was like, um, cool. I like drag queens. <laughs> Also like Dracula. Just in general. Yeah, just in general. <laughs> no, Dracula. Okay. Um, and yeah, and I really think that when you're high, that movie is excellent. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I, so that's why I can't remember the word that I need right now. But <laughs> when you, I think it just already has something against it, no matter what. And especially when you're a kid too, like everything could be, oh, you know, I'm not supposed to be watching this. Um, the simulated sex acts that we're going to get into. I mean, any of that <laughs> gonna be awkward yeah I th- and that's and I think that's the thing like there's so many of them and this might to me might be in- indicative of the fact that they probably don't have any women writers like ever um and not every dude knows how to write a good romance angle and I would say oh, yeah. so I think that might have a lot to do with it too like for example like I don't mind the um uh, uh, Mandy, uh, what's his face thing that's happening now? His name just flew out of my head because it's also been a long day Otis? for me. Otis, yes. I don't mind the Mandy Otis thing. They do make it weird and creepy sometimes, but it's also funny. So it's like, okay, this is just, you know, fine. Um, but I like the idea that they're doing that, how they're running that up. But then on the opposite side of the spectrum, which, you know, is one of the things. So we might as well talk about it now. But the Bobby Lashley Lana thing is so bad (laughs) in so many ways the way that they're doing it and I don't understand how you got in a room and was like yeah we'll do a whole cuckolding thing but not really but yes because that makes sense to them somehow yeah I think when I look at um when I look at old wrestling, because right now we have one of the old guys back in charge in mm-hmm. a in a few different areas in in the WWE, and when I look at the old content, like a lady gave birth to a hand, that hand grew up and came back, like you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I think um, of Stephanie getting kidnapped and and tied to something while Paul Bear and Undertaker chanted over her, and she became an undead bride, right? Like right. wrestling's kind of fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Like we've had non-awkward romance angles before and they just are boring. They're just here I am with my girlfriend. Here's my girlfriend getting in the way again. There my girlfriend went over the the fucking barrier. Well, it's but it's not even that I don't mind outlandish. Outlandish is great. I love outlandish. Having having them do a weird ceremony on Stephanie and her being an undead bride, great. Uh it's this thing it's just it's it feels like someone's id is coming out you know what i mean like i feel like somebody's working through some psychological shit 
with these storylines. And it kind of reminds me of in the comics when a guy would get divorced and then treat all of the women characters like shit for his whole run. Like that's what it feels like in a, in a smaller degree. And I think that's why I don't like it. <laughs> Probably like that's why it feels be- like weirder to me than average. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that is the case. Cause yeah, and it is weird, especially with the La- the Lashley Lana thing. Like, you have to notice the undertow of racism because white guys are con like I've every white guy I've interacted with in a sexual way who knows that I have had sex with black men find a way to bring it up. Mm-hmm. Like it is something deep that gets deep under the skin of your average white folk, even when you don't want to think about it. Black men, white men think that black men are better dancers, better kissers, better lovers, bigger dicks, blah, blah, blah. That's what like our culture tells white people about black people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so if, you, if you're a white person who didn't grow up with a lot of black friends and you just think this is what it is, um, which I so I, I you can't convince me that, oh, because it's all these white people writing it, they're not aware of the racist undertone. Yes. I'm like, no, no, I think they're all hyper aware that the image of this black man kissing this Russian beauty Mm -hmm. is going to piss people off. So they're doing it to piss people off for that good heel heat shit. Yeah. Um, And it's just, I I don't know. How do you explain it? Why? I don't. And this is, by the way, they started doing this at the same time that they were doing the Mike and Maria Canales, like weird domination thing. So it's not it wasn't just happening one place. It was happening at two places concurrently with a slightly different uh, Pornhub search module on it. So I, I just. I, I need someone to go see their therapist so they can fix this. It would be or just just make it less weird, like or more weird, like do just do something better. <laughs> do it better. I don't I don't know how <laughs> to make it better. Just do it better. <laughs> I mean, I just don't think there's any there's anything that could be done for that. No, this so, is already you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, and you know, and I, I, I get maybe like trying to get her to manage somebody else. But instead of doing that and like maybe getting it in a feud or what, like, like I get the the impetus of it, but uh, the execution is lacking. However, um, another point, though, right now, social media is a very big thing to WWE. What is more likely to get shared on social media, negative things or positive things? Generally, it's negative things. That's, you're, you're not wrong, unfortunately. Yeah, stop sharing shit that is garbage. And I, I don't need to see it. Nobody needs to see it. You're amplifying them. Even if you just take a screenshot, nobody needs to see it. You can talk about it in ab- abstract terms, you know, subtweet, subtweet them. And if somebody wants... Literally someone like, screenshot somebody who I hate post because they know i have them blocked to share it with me yeah and i'm like i i have them blocked yeah. for a reason don't want to see it so yeah stop stop sharing trash people 2k20 just stop it it will all be happier when you stop i know i know i know i know why i know what i know but also you'll be happier if you stop um anyway Adrian, every time he shares a food uh, video now, I don't even click on it because he's sharing something that's going to make me go, why'd y'all make this? <laughs> so I'm done. I'm done with this bullshit. I'm not watching any of them anymore. No. It's like, hey, I, yeah, I, well, I was watching Jesus and Meryl, so I blamed them for this because they had this thing about a man- mayonnaise cake and I want to find whoever made it and chop him in the neck. Um, chop in the neck. Um, 
yeah. So we mentioned the uh, uh, undead, you know, bride of Stephanie and Undertaker. Um, that was some wild, wild shit. And I think the pro okay, and I think this is what it is. So this is the biggest difference. They let magic exist back then, and yes. they don't do it now, not actively. Yes. Yeah. No, it's a real big problem for me because yeah. shit, little kid Sarah was watching this and I was eating it up. I wanted to be kidnapped by the Undertaker. I wanted to be his evil bride. I wanted everyone to have to try to fight to rescue me. I was all about that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and now there's just no, nothing. The fiend is not magic. The the demon prince is not magic. All right, it's fine. Yeah. Even now, yeah fine <laughs> be that way yeah i think like more magic shit i mean we've said this before probably you know more magic shit more unbelievable stuff because I don't, it's that same because like i feel like because they're on fox now again and because they're like treating trying to treat it like an actual sport which i'm not saying it's not an actual sport but you know what i mean um they're just like we have to be real serious but i'm like mm, stop being so serious have like yeah. just i just need a third of it to be magical and ridiculous just like a third it's a three-hour broadcast guys you can you can you can get like 40 minutes peppered through you know spend at least as much time on it as you do the women's matches what um three hours here's your one woman's match and you're almost a second woman's match that will actually cancel and have some run-ins oh okay mm -hmm. sorry my English. you can have 38 seconds Uh, of magic what that's fine um so the older storylines involving romance were like woman and sandman and peaches and all that we're not gonna get like too in depth on any of those unless like tomorrow you have one you wanted to get in depth in but just as a general note before the attitude era it seemed like any kind of romance was always the same it was the woman was the manager um and if they were heels, then the woman would help cheat the whole time and then maybe get her comeuppance. If there were faces, the woman would just stand there and try to be the strength her man needed. And then she might get kidnapped, attacked, or threatened, held, yeah, threatened, those S- stared at menacingly, stared at while everyone goes, Oh my god, I hope he's not gonna put her through a towel. That bitch went through a tape. Mm. Um, so those times were not like great for me as a kid watching those, because I felt like the women were always just kind of decoration. Yeah. I think like, I feel like they're constantly chasing the sort of Miss Elizabeth Hulk Hogan, uh, sensational Sherry macho man era of like the, like mid eighties, because it was like a huge, huge thing. And, but like they actually let Sherry do stuff, you know, like she would actually throw moves every once in a while. Like if you go back and watch some of the stuff, like it wasn't very, very often. But like, and she also, you know, when they were, ha- they had women's matches too for a period. I think they got rid of them um, a little bit towards the end of her being there. So from a, uh, you know, non-real life aspect, because there's a bunch of stuff happening in real life and behind the scenes with all that stuff that I won't get into. Um, but like, I feel like that that was such a height of this kind of storytelling that they're just constantly trying to replicate it or chase it. And they just have yet to figure out a way of doing it. Um, which I mean, makes a, a lot of sense because you're not, I feel like part of it is like they could use some of the women that they're not, that are not necessarily wrestling as much, uh, individually or as tag and kind of develop some stuff there. So at least they're getting on screen and you can have some mixed matches. 
Right. I really like like Alicia Fox and her storyline that they tied into 205 Live. I think it was 205 Live. Mm-hmm. Now I'm having memory problems. Yes, but her getting to have that romance and then that even that thing with Noam Dar, it was just interesting and it was nice to have more of her on my television. Mm-hmm. So like I agree with you, like take some of the women who mm-hmm. some of the women who aren't doing as much on there and let us get to see more of them in these in these fun, interesting story angles. Yeah. And you can do like you can spruce things up and make them interesting. Like you don't have to just do like your standard, like, you know, whatever. And I think, you know, they kind of tried it with Becky and Seth with uh, Stupid Lacey, and I can't remember who else it was. Um, I don't Yeah, I have a vague memory. (laughs) I just, yeah, I think they they kind of tried it there, but the problem was, I think, if they used somebody that people cared about a little bit more, because I don't think people care that much about Lacey. Like, if you had done that with, even if you brought Alicia Fox in for that heat, like, she would have played that really great. So it's just, you know, a matter of matching up the right people getting something that's interesting going um, and they can do that or building it more. I think WWE's biggest fault nowadays is it doesn't build things. You know, one of the reasons the Jericho Kevin Owens thing worked so well is they really built it for like a full year. almost. I think that's true. Maybe even longer than a year. They remember like they would tease, 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 but it like for a whole freaking year, yeah. nothing bad happened. Betrayal. Um, still hurts. Betrayal. So like doing, just being more patient with the, with their storylines in general, like, oh, let's build this up over the next few weeks. Let's have little thing here, little thing, little here, thing here. I mean, that's how they used to do it. They would have promos all the time mm-hmm. back in the day. And that was where you would slowly start to see um, the, the side stories happening. Um, <clears throat> so I, I don't know. I, that to me is one thing I've really felt about the WWE for a while now is that when it comes to women's stories, they don't never seem to be very patient. You are not the wrong. Way- with guys' stories. Yeah, you're not wrong. Like a thing you can so even do now. Oh, what? Sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say one of the things, like the Velveteen Dream came back recently. So you could do a whole thing where he has a sort of vanity Apollonia thing situation, and then you could do some really cool stuff with that. Because he's basically Prince think- as a wrestler. So. Right. I think with almost anyone, I also love a storyline I almost never seen. I think technically Otis is almost sort of doing this is like, or or actually, I don't think anyone is doing this now that I'm thinking about it, but it would be like coming out, seeing another, a woman who's wrestling and just falling in love with her and be Mm. like, oh my God, you're an amazing wrestler. I, you know, like I want to be a part of your life. Like that kind of storyline. We don't ever see that. And they have so many women wrestlers that right now that could be a fun one to do. That's true. You could have you know, the dude valet, which rarely happens, right. um, which, and they're kind of trying to do that on NXT, but I, I don't know if that lady's going to go very far, but we'll see. Even when, when I was in, um, championship, um, wrestling from Hollywood, they almost never let Bateman manage me. Mm. Like, I was always out there managing him, but when I was wrestling, he wasn't managing me. And we kept, and both of us were like, why, yeah. why don't, why can't he come out? Like what, why, and why am I coming out to his music, but he's not managing me? Like that doesn't make any sense in the whole world. Um, and we don't have an end. We don't know why still mm. to this day. No idea why. Well, one day they'll answer, they'll answer higher power. Um, so I was going to say, let's talk about something happy. Yes. My happy place was Eddie in China. Um, even though it had a sad ending, it's still a romance that I really enjoyed. 
I don't remember how that started because by the time I picked up watching again, it was already kind of in the middle of it. Was it a similar situation like you're talking about where he was just like, oh, you're so strong and such a great wrestler? Was that? Yes. Okay. Yes. And it was the first time for me that I'd ever seen someone who looked like China get called attractive and get like treated like she was very sexy and beautiful because before that, like everyone would always say, oh, chicks like that look like men she looks like a man blah 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 so getting to see her treated as beautiful and attractive was really vindicating for me um, because I look at her and I think she's beautiful and attractive so I just loved seeing a man really look at a strong and powerful woman with like and the look in his eyes was just like yep that's all me player like that's about to be mine you know like it it was just important because up until that point mostly it's the more you know traditionally feminine women that would get a lot of attention so that's why i like that storyline even though it did end with him cheating on her and her like them calling off the wedding and blah 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 blah. it was still like good chewy romance and i liked it and that is you know again pure soap ending right it's the you know oh but you know the, the, the oh 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 gasp swoon oh kick the thing over yep. it's kind of like the whole was it dolph and edge with Vicky Guerrero because uh, I was like it's both blondes uh, they kind of merge together in my brain because it's again yeah, been a long I, day. as you said it now I'm doubting myself I'm like the blonde one yeah but <laughs> yeah so because it was Edge initially and then Dolph came in there right and then it was like a whole thing that I appreciated because especially because Vicky got to be awful you know like you don't get to see like just pure awful women and things as much in that sort of vein and being able to get away with it so much. Cause usually there's like, you know, there's always your comeuppances for, for all villains in these stories, but like to be able to get away with it so much was also kind of delightful. Um, so I, you know, I like a good, you know, round Robin kind of situation there when they're funny and over the top, I dig them. Or even if they're not, if they're, if you just play them at the right space, that's good. I like it. Definitely agree. Now let's talk about something that makes all of us feel gross. Lita and Edge. Mm, yeah, that was a that's a, that was a lot. That was a lot. The um, bed in the ring was where it really just when whenever someone tries to say something now, I just think about that and I'm like, WWE hasn't even shown us how crazy it could go. And I know that because the fact that they did that showed me that I was not prepared nope. for where they could take it Mm-mm. at any moment. <laughs> yeah. Be glad that they are somewhat reined in. No one should have that much power. <laughs> just the commentary yelling as Edge was going downtown. That stays with you. You never forget that. You never let that never gets its hooks out of you. No, it's like in the Dresden Files when he's soul gaze. It's a thing that you can never ever forget, but you've witnessed it, but you'll never forget it. But I bet you, like so many other young people, really love the Lita and Edge storyline because it's like two hotties getting together. Yeah, I think overall, <laughs> like oh, like when you take that part out of it, it's pretty. It's pretty good. Just yeah, a little far. Just a little. Just a little. Just a touch. So anyone listening who's kind of younger might not know, but like back in the day, sometimes you would see titties on television because of wrestling. Mm -hmm. You would just, they would just be out. I saw, who was it Moolah's titties I saw? Or was it me? I don't don't even remember anymore. I saw so many titties growing up that I can't even tell you all the titties that I saw. They they, um, they were plentiful and in the wild. 
Yes, it used to just, you know, be a thing that could happen. And so that that whole bed scene, I'm sure, was. Now, I know. never looked up. I, OK, so I never looked up on this, like the whole story behind no. it or whatever. And I don't want to. But I'm like, did. Okay, so did they say, OK, we're going to put a bed there and they're going to pretend to do it. And then they actually did it. Like, did they did they know? Like, what happened? Like, I'm what? Sure they choreographed that whole thing. They were like, OK, then I'm going to take your bra off. You're going to hold the blanket up while I go down mm-hmm. pretending to eat your pussy for two seconds. OK, <laughs> then you're going to come up. You're going to give me a lariat. No, you're going to give me a lariat. Just like everybody's bedroom. <laughs> I, do you really love your partner if you're not trying to lariat them in the bed? I don't know. I'm pretty sure I gave somebody a small package last night. Hey, anyway. small package. Hey. The most devastating move in all of wrestling. Um, so another it's another weird romance storyline that also really did it for me as a kid because I'm terrible as we've discussed before um, Booker T and Charmel with that Kurt Angle love triangle where Kurt Angle like has her pinned down by the arms and he's trying to get a smooch and I'm just like oh I have a theory I'm gonna do it myself because I'm too young but <laughs> but this is this is in my brain now uh, I have a theory that uh, the ca- cartoon characters and thing like your first crushes is basically your brain setting up the rest of your life and what you're attracted to. And I've yet to be wrong. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, no, it, it's true. That's why when people say, oh, I've always known about anything about themselves or sexuality. I'm like, yeah, I get it. I was a child and I was like, I want to fuck this devil. I don't know what fucking is. Like, <laughs> I want to do it are who you are and you're bored that way (laughs) yes it's just it's in there man it's just ingrained in there um i liked that storyline too if for no other reason i mean not necessarily the uh trying to get a kiss when she was saying no but like the the thing of like this is a you know you know this is one of the prominent dudes and he's like this black woman is so pretty and i want to have a, a fun time with her and profess my love because that's not a thing that you got a lot Unless yep. it was like very yep. special episodes of Good Times or something. It was like the Jeffersons and then there was like a 20-year gap or 30-year gap. And then, you know, there's some other, maybe some things peppered in there. But, you know, everybody should be in love with everybody is what I'm saying. It wasn't. No, you're right. Like, how often did we get to see white men fall in love with black women? Not very often. Nope. So, and, and- I, I sure that was the first time on wwe that we'd seen that oh i i would be shocked if it happened prior to that and also it's not like she was a small slight woman also you know she was in good shape as well so it's not like you know tiny pixie people you know and and she was dark skin right mm-hmm. so check yeah. check check and fine yes. it's true she's so good that looking was nice it. It was uh, it was interesting hearing Kurt Angle and Booker talk about that whole uh, storyline because basically they actually had enough agency that they were like, all right, are we all comfortable with this? Do we all feel cool with this? Blah blah blah. So it was a, uh, I mean, you generally assume that that's what happens, but you're not always correct. So it was nice to hear that that is what happened in this case. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, yeah. So I think I'm just trying to like. I'm trying to think of other ones that I like enjoyed through the course of this time. I thought the uh, Braun Strowman 
um, Alexa Bliss stuff that was happening mostly off camera for that tournament was cute because it's it, it was cute. It was kind of it's pretty well done, and then they just abandoned it very swiftly and kind of sort of maybe did some stuff on the regular air. But like, I I, I like the the mirror universe that that tournament existed in. I wish they I wish that was actually what was the show all the time. But yeah, alas, it was. Uh... It, that was the mixed tag matches, um, the mixed tag tournament were kind of like WWE went to Tumblr for a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. And we bit. got all of this like, fan service. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. Like Becky and Sami Zayn together was good. I liked that a lot. It was Even like, yeah. even if Bobby was better on the mic, him and Charlotte would have actually been really fun. Um, they had great chemistry. They did. So like all this like yeah that I like that mirror universe I would like to bring that mixed tag tournament universe back it's kind of like the twenty four seven universe and the the mixed tag tournament like if they could just kind of you know post crisis it and merge them together that'd be pretty fun yeah yeah just put that make that its own wacky TV show like the Southern Regional Wrestling video skits that they did mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just put all that on a channel for me and I'll watch that silly shit yep because like we saw before. Like when you go to a live show at WWE, it's so much funnier and the wrestlers all have more fun and you can tell. And it's a bit more enjoyable, in my opinion, for what I like from wrestling. Yeah. Um, Versus, you know, the live, the live to, I mean, the, the dark match shows as opposed to the. Right. Yeah. To and, and the, I don't know, I guess the. There's in wrestling. There's something for everyone. Some people like very, you know, traditional strong style wrestling. Some people like really serious logical wrestling. Some people like comedy. So like, I get not always putting it on the same show. But like Tamara said earlier, it is a three hour show. Good lord, three. have the first hour be the kid friendly one. Put yeah. all the comedy on there. I don't know. Think about it. Yeah. Three hours. Uh, it's so much time. Three hours. Three hours. It's too much. Um. Somebody tweeted uh, about the big mini meat men team yesterday and. Uh, I got to see the match they were talking about because I it was it had no link to it. So it was uh, KO, Samoa Joe, and the Viking Raiders. And I'm like, yeah, that is a big meaty meat men team. I, I want them together forever. Together forever. Happy boys. Yep. And I like it that it doesn't make any sense that they're together, really. They just have beef with Seth Rollins and his peoples. And I'm fine with that. Like, it's two Vikings... Um, a dude from Street Fighter, that's Samojo, and then Kevin Owens, who's just his own like it's like one of the lost boys left uh and became a wrestler somehow. Like I just there's just something very Peter Pan lost boys about him to me. I think it's because he does the cannonball. Um Yeah. I'm I'm in I'm into this little this little combo because they're all like like Joe and KO are both so salty. It's good. I like it. No, I I enjoy like odd couple pairings. They're always my favorite in wrestling. And again, I think that's part of why we all love the mixed match tournament or even the twenty four seven title stuff is because we're seeing people we wouldn't expect to get to see together interact with each other. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like if they actually just made like a mixed tagged show, like you're saying, just put in the thing, I totally watch that. If we're not gonna get a woman's specific show, just have a mixed tag show and everybody that you're not using mostly, which is a lot of people. Just put them in a mixed tag thing and just go nuts. Right. Um, I guess the one last thing we can say about romance storylines is, unfortunately, still to this day, every LGBT storyline 
has been used solely for comedy um, or for people to be able to say, ew, gross, or will they, won't they, that sort of thing. Like, we haven't actually seen any sort of, like, serious LGBT romance storyline that I can think of. Yeah, me either. Um, And they should probably change that. I mean, it's WWE and they probably won't for a long time. AEW is going to have to do it first. I'm really just hopeful that WoW can take fire and adrenaline and make them a romance storyline, but Mm. I don't know for sure. But like, you know, that would be like my wish for where WoW is going is there behind the scenes. Everyone is so supportive of Kiera and Diamante. um, And it would just be nice to actually bring it to the television and, and fucking do it. Stop being cowards. Yeah. So, yeah, that's right. Because they're so cute, like yeah. in real life, too. You know, I'm not the type to be like, that couple's so cute, but they like really are. See, if she, adorable. if she says it out loud, you know it's true because, you know, I, you know, she's darkness and, uh, I am, I am the <laughs> evening. <laughs> I am the night. Uh, that's how we work so well together because, um, she voices my murdery thoughts without me having to say them. Um, maybe that's why we're still thrown off because you had to be murdery, so now I have to be sweet. So Stephanie and Triple H are kind of the funniest romance storyline that we haven't talked about. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. because basically Stephanie was like, "Get that China shit out of here," and then like kicked China to the curb, and then was like, "Now Triple H is all mine." And then it was real, a real romance, and they have real children, and they're running a hugely successful company together. Yeah. Um. It's lasted years and decades. Yeah. I mean, forever fuck Stephanie McMahon for doing that China. But, you know, mm-hmm. she she got what she wanted. Right. And she stayed wanting it. That's such a like, kind of a weird thing, uh, especially in wrestling, for yes. to have a relationship where there's two people who are both performers in the spotlight and they manage to stay together this long. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's true. It's, you know, at least it lasted this long if that was, you know, since that happened. It's it's a it's a weird one. It's a weird one. I mean, I hope they're all happy, and I'm sure their kids are great. I'm just, it's just weird. I think their kids are great because their kids are asking to be wrestlers, and they're having to tell them no. So I'm like, I already think those are good daughters. Mm-hmm. I saw a, a video of Triple H working out with one of his kids, and I was like, oh, Dad, Triple H, proud Dad, Triple H is the best Triple dad. H. He's a- He's a dad to the wrestlers too. Like at the May Young Classic, like every time he'd scoop one of the ladies up in his arms, they'd be like, "Oh, dad, they're making you so proud." Best Triple H, proud dad, Triple H. We should get him like he should wear like 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 a cardigan like with like patches on it, like just just like full dad ensemble as opposed to like the suits when he's like giving them sure. encouraging hugs. Fronting, you're right. He should just go full dad, yeah. Cable knit the sweaters, dad of yeah. Dad of <laughs> jing, jing, jing. They would remake that version for him. The dad of spades, we could do it, man. All of us, we could I will believe, it to I existence, yeah. Anyway, the screamer lady <laughs> on our podcast before. Listen, what's it? Alicia plays drums. Listen, we have a whole band to make the dad of spades a thing, all right. We'll, we'll we'll start like if you guys donate enough to our Kofi, we will make Dad of Spades. All right, guys. So that's like our thoughts on romance storylines. We would love it if you would tweet us 
your favorite or least favorite storylines or what you think about romance storylines in general. If there's ones that you wish would happen that they haven't done yet, what which ones you'd want to see. We just want to talk and keep the conversation going with you all. Since we didn't have a guest this time, we'd just like to talk to you guys as our guests about romantic storylines in wrestling. Romantical. Um, Antical. Uh, next week, I don't want to say who our guest is because I don't want to jinx it, but she's really awesome. Um, and she's coming to the table with some cool stuff. We're going to, of course, be talking about Black History Month in some kind of way because it is Black History Month. Um, so be sure to tune in two weeks from now. Shout out to allgames.com, our parent site. You can find us on Twitter at Women Wrestling F. You can find us on iTunes. Women Wrestling F. Tomorrow, promote yourself. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter and occasionally Instagram at Misfits Tomorrow. And I am Sarah the Rebel everywhere. Go on my Patreon and buy me things. Thanks. Cool. We'll see you guys next time. Uh, I hope you enjoy this Bye. really random episode of Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>